Support for this podcast comes from Shadow Paladin. Shadow Paladin, your hand doesn't mean jack. I'm Atlas, your host, and today we're going to be talking about Shadow Paladin. So uh, let's go around the table and say who we are and what clans we play. Hello, everyone. I'm Miles. I main Shadow Paladin, Aquaforce, and I use um, Kagero, Gear Chronicle, and Dark Irregulars as well. Hello, I'm Alvin, and I main Neo Nectar. Um, I also play Bermuda Triangle and Shadow Paladins. So as uh, as you can imply, uh, they are both here because they play Shadow Paladin. I used to play Shadow Paladin Witches, but also because I'm the host. That's the only reason I'm here. So, um, all right. So, to let's start with uh, kind of how Shadow Paladin's mechanics work. So, uh, do, you, do you guys want to explain it? Um, I can just start. I got it. Basic and Miles can take over. All right. Go for it. Um, same as the other two Paladins, where they try claw as many units from deck their effects. The difference is um, Shadow Paladins gain power from retiring their own units as a cost as a cost for effects. Well, their stronger effects. Okay. Um, Miles, you got anything to add? Yeah, basically, I mean, just to kind of yeah, sum up what Alvin said, um, Shadow Paladin are primarily focused on retiring units for, or retiring their own units for, you know, benefit. Uh, and to make up for the lack of units, they have a bunch of other units that Superior call more units from the deck. Obviously not as consistent or, you know, good as Royal Paladin and Gold Paladin have done it, uh, seeing as how lately they only call out grade 1 or lower units, but it still really helps in their favor. They've also been given a lot of support in um, grade 1, like grade 1 support, that helps with the retires, like Charon and uh, Kaiden. So uh, we'll we'll get into those in a bit, Karen and Kaiden. Um, I, I know there's another you know uh, part of Shadow Paladins. It is the witches, which uh, focus on replacing your opponent's uh, units with grade zeros and then gaining bonuses based off of that. But they are kind of the redheaded stepchildren of Shadow Paladin, as much as I like them. Um, how much do you think it would be in order to get started in Shadow Paladin today? to a, a listener who, you know, doesn't know shit. It, it, it more depends on the build you want to make. Like, if it's the G Shadow Paladin, um, or Spectral Blaster with uh, um, Vortimer Diablo, because that, at the moment, that's, like, one of the most expensive. You know, if you just want to do, like, a Legend deck and maybe add in Claret Sword, and um, you could honestly, like, you don't need to add in Karma Collectors if you're really trying to go budget, but I guess, like, if we're really trying to go all out here, a deck would kind of they go for quite a lot. Like it's pretty hard to call Shadow Paladin a um, cheap deck if you want to go out with it. Like my Revenger deck, which is my main deck, has cost me oh my god, I don't even know. In in like the height of its price, it was probably around three fifty for me or something, and it would probably I could sell it off for maybe like two seventy or something. Partially because I have a Legion rare pair in it. That's like, crazy. Like, and because Shadowpawn has gotten so many so much hype, like, um, cards like, uh, Aura Geyser, last summer, it, when it first came out, it was $8. Like, it was, like, $24 for four of them, and now it's $24 for per. one of them. I, at one point, like, uh, Alvin here managed to pull one, and then I, I pulled one in a box I got, and then, uh, like, it was 25 at that point. The good thing is you only need, like, two of them. 
Uh, to those who don't know, Argeyser Dragon is the typically it's the first stride in most Shadow Paladin builds. Because anybody want to explain the, the effect? Because this is not my area of expertise. On attack, Fire Blast one, Soul Blast one, flip a copy of itself face up in G zone, retire two of your rear guards, and then you get to check the top two cards of your deck. For each card that is grade one or lower, this unit gains plus five k. Then after it gains that power, or after the cards are revealed, you add them to hand. So really, you don't do it for the power bonus, you do it for the plus two. Because on top of that, you still have your triple drive, which adds another three cards to hand. Also, it, 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 it can be used as a first turn stride. Yeah. Like, it doesn't require, you know, two more face-up units to be used. I was actually amazed by that when it first came out. We barely had any of those. I think yeah. it was one of first strides to go instant GB2. Um, yeah, the Shadow Paladin GB2s are extremely useful to a point of being essential. The good thing is, I, I think you only need yeah. right. Yeah, if you're not running Oragizer Doomed, which honestly, unless you want it like a fun Oragizer focused deck, it's not that good of a card. Um, then you would run three. Yeah. Like, okay, well, basically, it would be like two Oragizer for its skill, and then you only run a maximum of two Oragizer Doomed. And for each one Oragizer Doomed that you run, you run one additional Oragizer because you have to flip an Oragizer for the cost of Doomed. Well, okay, here's the thing with Doomed. So there is a recent build that kind of came out of the woodwork in Japan where it used Blaster Dark Diablo and Death Spray Dragon. I'll let you do that, Alvin. Go for it. All right. Um, basically, in contrast to what Miles said, um, because of... Having G Guardians and I think third, fourth wave of support now for G units. Um, Shadow Palace have gotten a lot, a bit more affordable. So that is probably the build that, as Atlas was talking about, um, that's Dark Diablo and that's Spray Dragon. Um, you basically, I would say at the build, if you don't, if you just get just the bare bones, I think it'll cost $30, $40 max. Yeah, but I mean, okay, so like, I think most of this stuff is going to be G Zone. Which fine, uh, you're like you you get the legend deck, you get your four copies of Phantom Blaster Diablo. I think a lot of it is going to come with the uh, okay. We're at this point now. Kaiden and whatever his counterpart is, and uh, um, Howell. Howell. You actually don't need them if you're doing Death Spray build because oh, it really? doesn't matter at that point. Oh okay, never mind then. Yes, your main boss is Blaster Blaster Diablo. Oh, there you go then. You need Kaiden. You need Kaiden. You don't need Howell. No. Oh. Okay. Um, I mean, I mean, Kaiden is a rare, so that's like a dollar at most, or if you have nice friends or your locals don't care, it should be free. But anyway, the point is, Shadow Paladin went from being one of the most expensive decks in the game to freaking budget, kinda. Kinda. (laughs) The better the Shadow Paladin... Okay, the way I see it, like, the better and more, like... I guess, diverse Shadow Paladin decks cost more money. Like, my Revenger deck, it's not full Revenger. You know, it has stuff like, um, Heart Trumpeter and, um, Heron in it. But, like, you know, those don't really add that much of a price to it. The Abyss deck, specifically, costs the most, from what I've seen. Yeah, the rest of the decks aren't that expensive. They're more affordable than Revengers. But, yeah, Shadow Paladin, there's so many viable... Maybe not completely equally as viable so many cheap builds for it or relatively affordable builds for it that are still fun 
and even competitive to use. I mean, like, during the Spring Fests that were going on, or the World Championship qualifiers, someone literally purchased a Legend deck and won and made it to top three with just a pure Legend deck. Oh, yeah, that that was in, I want to say, it was one of the, like, Oceania countries, and someone told me, like, oh, yeah. it was really small. Which, fine, I guess. Yeah. Um, there was also the Australia qualifier where you just teched out um, Clarence Sword and Blastark Diablo. That's a, Sword is oh, no, no, they, they just took Legend deck, put in uh, two Aura Geyser and four Clarence Sword, and yeah. it worked out for him. But then again, this oh. is Australia where everything's trying to kill you, so, you know. True. Um, speaking of, yeah, Claret is actually a pretty... I, I like it as a card. Like, actually, before I sold off my... Uh, Vortimer deck because I just I didn't have fun with that deck very much. Um, Fair enough. It just got old after a while. Um, I actually did build a Claret deck because of you know the Claret specific support like Graymew and um whatever that grade one name is Abyss Dweller or something. No, I, I don't think that's the name. I can't remember. Um, it, it it was a fun deck actually because it was like to those of you that remember uh G Shadow Paladin when they first came out in BTO three. Or like you know people started using revengers again and all that claret actually did a pretty good job plussing like you know first turn stride into a, a grim recruiter use claret's stride skill to call out a sword breaker make it an 8k you know get that soul bless one draw one and i actually did run two um sword breaker and what i would do is if grim recruiter hit i would get another sword breaker out and i would draw two in that turn or if that didn't work, or in, I mean, next turn, I would call a Howl Owl, move it to Soul, uh, give 3k to anything, that didn't really matter. But I would have that Soul for that Aura Geyser, and I would always have 16 to 18 cards in hand until, you know, if, like, the game draws on for too long, your hand will severely diminish. But I did a pretty good job playing defensive that deck. And it's just, like, the new Claret-specific build kind of keeps that feeling, but it has a more aggressive playstyle now. I don't know. I, I feel like Claret Sword's kind of fallen out of favor for so like okay, oh, like to put that in pers- I mean like to put that in perspective, the Heartthumb clone, which is the if you're you know, if your Vanguard attacks with this name, which is always the like, you know, break strider, the stride on top it's- kind of a it, you shove it in soul, draw a card, and give it plus 5k. That Hartham clone has has stayed at, like, a dollar, where, in contrast, it's always been, like, five to six or more. No, when it first came out, it was 50 cents. It's one of the cheapest Hartham clones. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so to, to contrast, you know, the Death Spray Diablo builds or the Claret Sword builds, which are, you know, fairly cheap-ish, uh, full-on Revenger, where you run the... Uh, Raging Form, which, thanks to that new grade one that came out in GBT-06 that allows you to search him. Oh, great, thanks. And uh, the Legion. That's probably is about as expensive as you can get with Shadow Paladin. Miles, have you played that with both in there, or...? Actually, yes. Um, right before Springfest over here in California, I actually built the deck. Um, it's relatively consistent, and... Let me tell you, pulling off three Raging Form attacks in one turn and not even being at Limit Break yet is actually really fun because you're like, <laughs> I'm at two, three damage and my opponent's over here sitting at five with like three cards in hand. I'm going to go into Raging Form next turn and then finish them off with Legion. And then you win. You're like, oh, look, I may not have even needed to stride once. Like, I hate you. Um, <laughs> But the question is, there was a okay. big hype of this paradigm shift. Um, about a few months ago, oh, yeah. with the advent of Dew Guardians. That pretty much threw most Legion builds into a mud. Uh, guard restriction from Vanguard into a mud. Yeah. It just basically changed yes. the whole game. 
Yeah, like, um, G-Guarding definitely, like, made Restanders and Guard Restrictors a bit more balanced. Or maybe balance isn't the right word. Like, they're still pretty good. But, I mean, like, stuff like The Great and, hell, even um, Abyss, they're not even that viable anymore. Like, I was fighting Gabe the other day, and I went into Abyss, and I was like, all right, let's do this. And I, um, you know, or I was fighting Richard, but it doesn't really matter. They just popped a G-Guard out and was like, hey, cool, um, I'm fine. And it felt like I didn't do anything to them. It's it's helped a lot of the clans, maybe not, definitely definitely not catch up with the meta, but I guess you could say literally guard against the threat of the meta. Oh man, puns. I was playing against um, a friend of ours, Omar, the other day with Pale Moon. Yeah. Pale Moon is the worst matchup for Shadow Paladin because all the Magia skills go back into the soul at the end, right? So I would hoard my heal triggers, and I would, like, rush them from the beginning, and, like, you know that Diablo turn is coming. So just on that turn, you drop two, get my uh, get my Megatrix, load up my soul, and then I'm like, okay, three to pass, good luck. It doesn't scare me anymore. It doesn't. Are you are you sure that you're playing with a competent child pilot players? Because oh, yeah, the guy knew what he was doing. Pilot, it's easy to learn, but you do have to have a brain just to master it. Oh yeah, the guy the guy wasn't stupid. Like he, he I wasn't undefeated or anything, but like, you know, it, it was just like the fear is gone now. Like seeing the guy flip over David or whoever your starter is doesn't strike fear into my heart like it used to. It does for me because yeah. I just know a lot of competent style pound players. But you're right. It takes time to know when to do what. Like, if they're sitting at three or even two damage, you're not gonna go into like Phantom Blaster Diablo and be like, huh, you know, you have to retire too. I'll make them like, I'm at two damage. That's okay. I'll take it. Like, you need to know when when is the right timing. What I like to do in my Revenger deck is I use Aura Geyser to start off, build up my hand and my resources for the next couple turns. Then I'll, you know, go into maybe Diablo next turn, Phantom Blaster Diablo, and dwindle down their resources. And then finally, I like to finish off with Legion because that's like my favorite format and one of my favorite cards in the game. From what I see, Shadow Paladin is mainly about utilizing the timing, current condition, and like, or vulnerability to whittle down their hand and their defenses to the point that you know you have one combo, like your Legion, to finish them off. Because the majority of my wins have not been with Spectral Blaster or Phantom Blaster. They've been with Phantom Blaster Abyss. Hmm. I mean... For the longest time, like, between, I think, GBTO 3 and GBTO 6, there was an extreme hatred for Shadow Paladin because I, I think I had this sentiment, too, was that it seemed like they got everything but better. Like, they killed off rear guards for benefits better than Tachikaze. They drew cards better than OTT. Oh, yeah. They, you know, they had a stronger vanguard than Dimension Police. It just seemed like they were, you know, they had guard restrict and blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, it seems like, I think this happens with any new, you know, threat. Like, Phantom Blaster Diablo, it took people longer than usual to kind of get over it, but they got over it. And the same thing, like, right now, the, the big thing to hate is, you know, Denial Griffin and Defeat Flare. But just pay attention. Yeah. Kagero is, like, the new, you know, big hate. Yeah, it's kind of iffy. Um, They've retaken their spot. Yeah. What do you think is the future for them? Like, I know they're not going to get any support for a while, or maybe, maybe they might. Who yeah. knows? But what, what would you want to see? I This is definitely asking for, like, quite a lot. But I want to see them start to do superior calls with, like, grade 2s, maybe. More skills like Mordred without the power bonus, and maybe a higher cost. But, mm. like... It's nice to call out grade one so frequently using cards like Maha and um, Claret Sword. 
and uh, Dark Heart Trumpeter. But it's just like, there are times when it's like, oh, I would love to have these grade twos at the time. Like, just eventually, it would be nice to be able to superior call my Blaster Dark in front of my Dorant and get that unflip without having to break rod on top of Mordred. Just a way of doing it a little bit faster. Because I feel like they honestly have reached a point where if like they got that support. I don't really, I don't entirely know how Bushroad would do that. It what? would actually probably take a bit longer to think about that. But I feel like it wouldn't actually be that broken. I mean, call for, me stupid for saying that though. I'm not probably, going to. There I'm, are probably people. There are probably people mashing away at those keyboards, trying to tell me why that is stupid. And you know what? Let the hate flow through. Okay. I think that Shadow Paladin needs some grade two superior calling engines. Just look at how easily Royal Paladin has done it. I'm not saying make Shadow Paladin become Royal Paladin. I'm saying let's up the cost, up the retiring cost for Shadow Paladins, but let's give them a more balance to that by giving them grade two superior calls. I mean, they tried to sort of help Dark Heart Trumpeter, just like I play, you know, uh, Alt Mile. They tried to remedy that with Selim, but, you know, it, it only goes so far. It, it It's not like a complete fix. And also, it means you have to run four copies of it in order to, you know, get the most bang for your buck. But Yeah, I mean, I run two in my Revenger deck, and honestly... Oh, are you talking about that one... Um... That's treated as grade two. It's... Oh, Selim, yeah. There you go, yeah. You're not even talking about the right unit. I'm just You're saying... You're talking about Dark Heart. What? Um, the Dark Saga Painter. The grade two that's treated as grade one deck. Thank you, Alvin. Yes. Did you have a Diablo Vanguard? Okay, but just pointing out about Diablo, like, I like decks that can function better with the assistance of striding, but they can hold their own in positions where you don't need to stride or where you, you know, can only stride once. That's why I'm such a big fan of Abyss. The Legion really helps it. Of course, the Legion isn't as good as it was before. I take a restanding Vanguard over Blaster Dark Diablo or Vortimer Diablo any day. Because let's be honest here, guys, they don't do anything if you can't stride. They are literally just there to stride over. I mean, with Blaster Dark Diablo, his whole skill is so that you can stride with anything. But... Yeah. People run yeah, out of strides aware, eventually. Like, yeah, there you go. And also, there are positions like where your your only option is really to stride into Phantom Blaster Diablo or Special Blaster stuff that retires three rear guards total, and you're just like, wow, I don't have the resources for this. Just, I mean, I found myself striding into Grim Recruiter just to get three cards in hand, and it doesn't even help that much. Gosh. That brings me to another point. I think that they could use another mid like mid-stride unit. Look at Aquaforce. They have Commander Thavas. Or um, Gold Paladin, they have... I mean, Scourge Point obviously makes for a good, you know, final turn kill, but it also has a good, you know, mid-game. Or even Spearcross with the Superior Calls. A lot of clans these days have that middle G unit. You know, that's between your first turn stride and your ace unit that you use to finish the game. And I honestly think Shadow Paladin needs one of those. Like, yeah, Aura Geyser can act as that, but... You don't really want to get that plus mid-game. You want it early game, you know, as your first stride. I just want something that, like, can maybe not pressure your opponent that much, but just sort of either balance out the game or kind of give you more of a cushion for your future skills. You know, for your mass retiring, you're going to do one to two turns later. Yeah, just something in between Aura Geyser and the Dark Dragons. Alvin, what do you want to see? For me, I just take the opposite spectrum on what my, oh, what Miles' viewpoint is. For me, it's I'm okay with uh, starting with every turn that if I don't stride, I pretty much die or something similar or lose the game. Uh, my viewpoint is because of this, 
Um, I feel like it faces the same uh, problem that Gear Chronicle did uh, a while back. So yeah, and we need the same remedy that Gear Chronicle received, which is a way to recycle units outside of Legion. Because oh, back then, so Gear, Chronicle, um, Gear Chronicle would just like use Stride to keep on drawing out cards, but because Stride pretty much two three cards out of your deck just just from the trigger check, that's what most people would say. Just weigh it out or play defensively, and you'll see themselves deck themselves out, which has happened to me on um, more than one occasion. I've decked out with plenty of times, especially with the um, Vortimer Diablo deck, because that deck deck thins so much because you're superior calling like three to four grade ones every turn. Four turns in, you pretty much don't have grade ones that left anymore. Like, there have been times where I just want to see triggers in like my final push using um, or Special Blaster Diablo. And I will literally superior call PGs just so I won't hit grade ones. Wow. Yeah, it would be nice to, you know, have some sort of recycle. I mean, look, Genesis got, you know, their Dreaming Dragon. Even Dark Irregulars got two recyclers. They got Tybalt for the um, Bladewing deck. But Snake Charmer doesn't. Mm, that's it's interesting. You darkness, um, throw your drops out. Pull everything back into drop. And if you don't have 15 cards in soul, soul charge five. I know it's uh, 10, 10 cards in soul. I, I don't know. Okay, we don't need to go into in detail on it anyway. But yeah, it's shuffle your drops in your deck. And Dark Regulars also have that other card that's like choose, you know, all but what, six cards in soul or three cards or something, you know, choose all but a certain number of cards in your soul and put the rest into your deck, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's Snake it, that's it's, snake a, it's, it's a great zero one. I totally forget, but it's a recycle engine for a deck that so easily decks out. And honestly, Shadow Paladin has been reaching that point because it's easier now to survive Shadow Paladin's like late game pushes or mid game, late game pushes. Then you either go into this point where you're like, wow, I have no resources left and your opponent just rushes you down for game. Or if you're fighting a de another defensive clan like Oracle Think Tank or, you know, even Link Joker, specifically the, uh, the uh, Chaos Breaker deck, you go into deck out because of all the superior calling you've done. And... It would be nice to have a recycle engine for that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of decks have started to get to that point. Like, Royal Paladins, we, like, you run out of grade twos. It's the same epidemic. Murakumo, I play Murakumo. Yeah, yeah well, like, because, like, your Shadow Clones, you know, you take them as damage or you have to guard with them or whatever. It'd be nice to put them on bottom of deck just to do something. Just because of a stride where people are triple driving every turn that it's, you know, it's nuts. Yeah, your Chronicles sort of, like, show that when you're triple driving every turn through stride, um, you actually need some way to recycle. And your Conquer received, like, I don't know, yeah. three cards? Three, four cards? I mean, okay. Chronicles G Guardian. Both of, uh, both of Gear Chronicles G Guardians recycle units back to the deck. I know, and and they can both suck it because Murakumo needed that more. But whatever. You know what, Atlas? They do deserve it. But that's something for another time. I know. Sad. Um, well, I, I might as well, like, what do I want to see? Um, okay, well, I used to play Shadow Paladin Witches. They revealed the stride that goes with it, Sinclair. And her still is like, okay, you made him write a grade zero. That caused Legion pairs to spike up to, like, $90 yeah. each, and I proxied the stride. And it's really not that good, because everything has disappearing fields now. You know, it, it just kind of made it garbage. But anyway, so what I want to see is shadow paladin witches that call grade zeros from the opponent's drop zone and either a negates their effects so catch goal liberator can't go off 80 times richard 
Or, yeah, R- Richard plays gold paladins and you can eat it. But anyway, uh, either that or something where, like, it calls zeros no matter, even if their field's empty, just so you can get their bonuses. Because a lot of their stuff is like, oh, you need two great zeros. And, you know, if, if they have an empty field, you yeah. can't call over it. And it's just, it, it's a freaking nightmare. Witches need more grade three support, in my opinion. They've gotten more, like, you know, they've gotten little bits of support throughout the sets. Like, they got their new critical trigger. That they got good. a couple grade two. Yeah, um, they got, you know, a couple grade twos, like in Fighters Collection, pretty much all the glory went to them. What did we get in the latest? What did my deck get in the latest? I am currently looking at Distress Dragon, and let me tell you, that card is not that fantastic. Yeah, Gabe, um, call, uh, our friend Gabe calls it Suicide Pact. Yeah. Suicide Pact, yeah. I think, uh, Dave Vaughn came up with that. Oh. Um, either way, it's a clever name. Uh, but anyway, I want to see more grade threes for the witches, because like, you know, whenever it's a witch deck, it's always four Rios and four Fianna. I just want to be able to see more variety to a witch build. As you said, maybe we could, the skills that you're looking for witches to have, why not give those to the grade threes and just make them a little bit more stronger to, you know, match that, like, that will actually make players, witch players think, hmm, should I run this over Rios? Or should I run, you know, maybe like three Fianna, two Rios, two of this card? Or maybe, hell, make a new like make a new ace unit that'll make people think whoa let's ditch fiana i mean i think fiana is for the most part the more important one uh rias is usually like right laner game anyway uh well um the problem that they both faced was with advent g guardians legions are kind of shot yeah yeah it's kind of sad a little bit Although the the I, I don't think uh, the Revenger Legion is really that screwed because uh, Restanding is super good now. Restanding and uh, on hit pressure is kind of where it's at as opposed to guard restrict. Also having massive amounts of power, this big thing. That too. Also, just to shout out a fun little combo I did to Atlas that I'm not totally sure if I've shouted out in my Shadow Paladin deck list. Uh-oh. Um, using that to Ternon, Adroit Revenger Ternon, its skill is on Legion, Counterblast, when your Vanguard performs Legion, Counterblast 1, your Vanguard gains the skill, when it attacks, if your opponent doesn't retire one of their rearguards, they can't guard. Of course that's good, but let's a re-standing Vanguard. They have to retire two rearguards if they want to do that. I was fighting Atlas the other day. Pale Moon, yo. He had only one rearguard, and he's at four damage. And I'm just like, okay... Um, call Ternon Legion. I have like three counterblasts left, you know, so I have no counterblasts after this combo is done. But it's that, but that's okay. I'm like, all right, cool. So, um, I'll go rearguard your Vanguard. I guess, you know, he took it, Atlas. That was a big mistake on your part. Thanks. But let's just, no, I mean, like, you shouldn't have taken it. You would have, or you could have survived. Um, like, the ideal situation would be, oh, they're at five damage and they have one or no rearguards. This will be more fun. They have one rearguard. And then I'll go, okay, rearguard their Vanguard. Uh, they'll try and guard it. And I'm like, all right, cool. Now I'll attack with my Vanguard, 27, 29. And they're like, all right, I'll retire one in perfect guard. I'm like, okay, cool. Do my trip, you know, do my twin drive. Doesn't really matter. It literally doesn't matter in this case. Uh, counter bust two, retire three, restand, attack again. Ternon scale goes off for the second time and they have nothing to retire. They can't guard at all. And they just basically auto lose. Their only hope is a heal. Um, this also works pretty well with resist units. I was playing a Dimension Police player a couple months ago, and they had, um, they did have two rear guards, so they were like, oh, I'm fine. One of those, however, was, um, Dijet. 
I was like, okay, you're at five damage, cool. And I was like, all right, uh, rear guard to Vanguard, they're like, guard it. And I'm like, all right, uh, Vanguard attacks. And they're like, okay, cool, I'll retire rear guard, PG. I'm like, all right, that's fine. You know, that's cool, dude. You protect yourself. And, you know, they're like, all right, I'm totally going to survive. You know, I'm okay. And I'm like, all right, uh, restand attack again. I'm like, oh, I got to retire my rear guard, whatever. And they're like, no, that's being chosen by an effect. So you cannot retire resist unit using Karanon's skill. I know, it's So they're like... just like, wow, I got screwed up. It also kind of helps against Link Joker players with their uh, uh, Metal Chameleons, or whatever whatever the hell it's called. Dark Metal uh, The Chameleon. grade one, you know, that's unlocked. Dark Metal Chameleon, thank you. You know, GB1, when it gets unlocked, Counter Charge 1, it has resist. And I found that a lot of Link Joker players often have, like, a back row of two or three. And then, like, there were times when I was playing against, um, I was playing against a guy at the singles World Championship qualifier, and he literally had a back row of only those. He had no front row either. And I went into Legion and called Tiernan, and he's just like, yeah, I have so much hand, you know, because I'm using, um, you know, uh, Alter, Alter Ego for that draw pack. And then I'm just like, <laughs> uh, Legion, GG, dude. And that was game. So Tiernan is a pretty fun card to use, and it does kind of keep Legion, keep the Abyss Legion at least, still not thriving, but it still keeps it a bit more competitive. And I mean, it can make for some fun plays if you want to screw over your opponents like that. Like, I still run it at a one of. And I'm honestly contemplating running more now if I can make room for it in my deck. Shadow Paladin, ma- making resist units suck since GBT03. Going even further into that, witches are other screw you to resist. Yeah, because you, you choose the circle, not the card. Not the rear guard. Yep. So you ca- you have to call up the resist unit. Yep, and it's really, really funny. Shadow Paladin is like my grandma. They are pretty old, pretty worn out, but goddamn are they still alive and kicking. And a lot of people can't wait for them to die out. Oof, that's rough. I have five grandparents and they're all dead, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, one... Five grandparents and they're all dead, like um, uh, like Shadow Witches. Yeah. Although, I would like to shout out a funny little thing. So, you know, there are two units in Shadow Paladin that are, uh, you know, that have the skill... While you are retiring your rear guards for the cost of your unit's ability, uh, this unit counts as two units when it's being retired. And those are Charon and David. There's a third one. But, um, basically, so my parents, my dad's name is David and my mom's name is Karen. I was literally retiring off David and Charon one time and I was like, oh my god, this sounds like I'm killing off my family. Oh man. And then I saw, you know, I was like, wait, but what's the extra unit that's being, you know, what's the secondary, like, retire target that you're using, you know, in their skills? And I was like, oh, shit, I have a sister, too. So, yeah, you know, Shadow Paladin is me sacrificing my family for benefits. So, basically, it's like, Carmen, I'll make you eat your parents. Um, but, um, there's like that now that counts as two units. It's a stand trigger, um, that was released in GBT 6, the Mage of Rogai. Arsor. Um, yeah. Basically, it's a stand trigger that while you're retiring regards for a cost of your unit's ability, it, it's count, it counts as two units. It's uh, generation break one is activated. And when this unit is put into drop zone for a cost of your unit's effect, um, return this card to, into your deck and shuffle your deck. Yeah, I used it in my uh, Vortimer Diablo and um, Spectral Blaster deck. It surprisingly enough, it did not come in handy that often. Like, because of all the grade one superior calling that you do, you know, you'll often have all your Charons needed. And even then, you gain more benefits from killing off Kaiden than you do Charon. To those of you that don't know Kaiden, although you probably, it's a great card. It's a grade one and its skill is this. 
when it's GB1, when it's um, retired, your Vanguard gains 5k and the skill on hit, um, superior call a grade one or lower unit from your deck. Then, if you have ho uh, the grade two unit hole on your rear guard, uh, when the unit is superior called, that unit gains 5k. Uh, a little combo I like to go in sometimes was uh, first stride Dark Knight Ethnician, its skill on stride, choose a unit and retire it. Ethnician gains 7k and the skill on hit when it hits the vanguard, retire one of your opponent's rear guards. So I'd kill off Kaiden. Ethnician would gain 12k, making it a 28 or um, 38k alone. And then if it hit, you get to superior call one of your own rear guards to make up for your lost rear guard. You know, you could even go into another Kaiden for next turn, and you get to kill off one of your opponent's rear guards. So Shadowpawn have some neat little fun combos. You know, you say neat little fun combos, but I, I, I just imagine you doing that and you're like looking at a model of the city and it's just on fire. Neat little fun combos later. <laughs> you know? This feels inefficient. It's almost like I'm I'm staring at that and I just want like why don't you just drop a nuke or uh napalm or something like that. <laughs> god damn. Oh because my god. I have to say it is good that they haven't really gotten support in a while, but being a shadow fanboy, I really want them to have more support. Last yeah. summer, I was literally complaining that they needed another restander. <laughs> Damn, I can't. I, I, I just can't resist. Like the the first attempt at a podcast by us was just everyone ripping on you, right? No offense to you, lovely teammates. There's some dicks on here that just like to you know throw shade at each other. And obviously, me being the one trying to keep everyone under control and saying, yo, guys, this is a podcast. We're trying to get our shit straight here. They were obviously just targeting me because, you know, a podcast filled with five to seven people obviously means, hey, let's all dick on Miles. Wait, wait, don't wait, worry. Wait. There was the occasional, hey, let's... The first attempt was wait, five yes? to seven people. Are you serious? I have no idea the disaster. Oh, my God. It was like me, Gabe... Alexis, Davon, and Richard. That's like six people or something. And it was just, yeah. ooh, it was terrible. Like, it was, it was over an hour, I believe. Jesus. And, like, we, we talked about the latest Fighters collection. We only talked about the G-Rares in it. And that was probably the extent of what we talked about. Jesus. And it wasn't even that great. We literally talked about their skills. We didn't even say what was so good about their skills. We just said, yeah, these skills are, uh, this, these are their skills. All right, K, thanks, bye, guys. Jesus. It wasn't a fun time. Oh, I'm man. glad that actually working out all right well for, for now uh, i feel like i'm talking too much but yeah you are <laughs> yeah. um but yeah just me going back throwing up things back on track and explaining out why me staring at miles is just like he's staring burning at me saying you could be more efficient by nuclear or you go nuclear or biological but it's just me saying um when you're wearing like a or when you're uh when you're starting on something i would personally start on to um, Spectral Blaster Diablo, because his initial skill is Soul Blast 1, Retire a Car, so you get to 5k and, uh, unhit yeah. effect right off the bat. Then, also because he, he has yeah. the ability to restand for free, that effect will go off no matter what, unless your opponent wants to guard both attacks. Money for nothing and my restand for free. So then I would just attack, then I would probably use, like, a Dark Heart Trumpeter, because it's Spectral Blaster Diablo. Oh, Sam's can use uh, right. for the blaster skill, Soul Blast oh, one, and then call it like a Dark Saga, and I have a brand new column. Rough. Like All right. The, again, there's no listener mail this week because I'm pretty sure only three people listen to the podcast. 
because Richard won't let me put oh. up a video on the channel saying, hey, we have a podcast. So, real quick, uh, did you guys do anything fun this week? This week? No, actually, work has been stressing me out, and I wanted to punch, like, literally anything today. Aww. This was probably my most stressful... Yeah, by the way, to you three people who are listening to this podcast, um, I got a job for the sake of building Vanguard decks, for the sake of showing more content on this channel. Because I, I love you guys, and I love this channel, I love my team, I love this game. Yeah. I, which brings me to just one little one little shout out right now. Um, I'm working on a Gear Chronicle Chrono Fang Chrono Jet deck, um, a Shaharat Dark Regulars deck, and a uh, Overlord Leg the Legend Kaguro deck. Oh man! Uh, as well as I'm bringing a I'm bringing like an Abyss a bit uh, like a Shadow Paladin um, sort of 2.0 deck because to those of you that actually followed my uh, last Revenger deck list. I'm sorry, I don't know what I was thinking when I was making that list, but that deck was horrible. It bricked so easily, and it was so inconsistent. I've changed up the deck since then, and it's been working relatively well, but um, I actually it's still not working as, as I'd like it to. So I'm building one final Shadow Paladin deck before they get like more support, and I will have that as, as a video on the channel coming up. Hopefully soon, because I'm getting the cards probably by this Monday at latest. Yeah, I want I want to do a deck list off of that. Because oh. goddamn am I passionate about Shadow Paladin. I want to keep having fun games with them, good games, and I keep wanting to, you know, just if I'm in the competitive mood, like win games with them. Because although you're right, Legion isn't as viable as it was before, but Shadow Paladin can still kick ass. Okay. And All I right. want to keep retaining Okay, I'm going to need you to shut up for a bit. Alvin, yep. how was your week? Um, kind of bland. It's been busy. Um, let's see. I haven't been actually been able to play Vanguard because... Understandable. Yeah, there's not that many people. Chris and Matt show up. They, they do show up, but it's like when I'm actually pretty busy with homework and oh. stuff. How, uh, have you played against uh, Matt's Tachikaze yet? Um, no, but I've actually seen it. It actually seems really interesting. Yeah, I, would I love to go up against it. Yeah, uh, our friend Justin, not Tan, Tyler, uh, he sold me the deck, and then I just turned around and sold it to Matt because he wanted to build it. So he got uh -huh. it for really cheap. Anyway, uh, how my week was because uh, we got to wrap this up. I uh, I started playing Pokemon Go, and then I had to stop at the beginning of this week because I used ninety percent of my mobile data. And my refresh was on Wednesday. So after that, I kind of went ham. And I kind of suck at it. Here's the worst thing, though. My girlfriend also picked it up. And she's kicking my ass. She has caught two of the three starters, Bulbasaur and Charmander. How cute. She has caught Jigglypuff. She has caught Pikachu. She has caught a Vulpix. All I have to my name that are, like, good is... I, I try to, I've caught a Tauros, a Horsey, and a Coughing. That's all I can really say. But, like, it's just, she, she's, like... You just gotta get out there. Yeah, no, that's what I'm doing. It's, I don't really have much time, because, like, I, I, I work at this tiny newspaper, and, like, I'm trying to get my stories done, and my editor's out of town, and, like, just... It, it's really hard to... Stories on Pokemon Go. You know, I was thinking about that. My uh, The media guy wants me to do some videos about it. I do videos for Westside today, if you Dude, guys want to check that out. It's literally, like, one of the biggest things like worldwide and yeah. it's not even available worldwide yet it's literally like the most popular app. it's it's the most popular app in the world it exceeded porn. twitter and tinder like it four beat, days it beat porn do you understand how huge that is porn, 
porn. It is more popular than porn. Yeah. That's just made me flip. I was like, what? I am so happy oh that God. I that I marked uh, the podcast explicit. That means we can say it's more popular than porn, and also I can say this. Fuck. Yeah, I can say fuck. Okay. Fuck yeah. That pretty much does it for this week. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions about what you want to talk about, uh, you can tweet us at VGNexusCorps, so V-G-N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. You can also tweet me at Atlas Novak, A-T-L-A-S-N-O-V-A-C-K. Do you guys have any social media handles you want to... I mean, not specifically, uh, although, could I maybe shout out our hangout spot on Wednesdays? Because, hey, maybe we have fans in California or yeah, LA. Why, yeah, why not? Go for it. Um, every Wednesday, uh, our, like, our locals crew um and the majority of our team uh hangs out at or well you know members of our team um uh hang out at um santa monica place it's like a little shopping center right next to a uh, third street promenade it's on the it's freaking los angeles pretty simple you can't miss it but yeah. we hang out in the food court and we basically just play card games all day with a nice seaside view you know and, lots and we of hang out late spots. in the and lots of po- that place is lit with poke spots. Um, so yeah, we we hang out there pretty much every Wednesday. Uh, a lot more people have shown up now um, since it's you know our summer vacation. Uh, it's also my like one of it's my one of two days off from work, so I'm usually like always there now. Uh, and it would be great if you know some of you guys like are in the area, come on by, um, bring your decks, we can play some games. I'm desperate to make more friends because I have literally no friends coming my senior year of high school. All right, so, all right. Um, you don't have to keep slitting your wrists. We get it. Alvin, you got anything? Um, nope, nothing. Okay. Oh. I talked to what? So, yeah. All right. Well, that pretty much do- that pretty much does it. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. I'd like to take this time to thank all listeners that happen to come across this podcast. Uh, be sure to rate and like us on iTunes and to, you know, suggest this to your friends. I'd also like to thank Lil Elephant, the Oakland-based band that supplied our intro and outro music. Uh, you can find them at lilelefunk.com, so L-I-L-E-L-E-P-H-U-N-K. You can also tweet us at VGNexusCorps, so V-G-N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Or you can tweet me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S, N is in Nancy, O-V is in Victor, A-C-K. Have a good night, everyone.